Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. We are one sleep away. One sleep away from Championship Thursday. It is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, we'll get to the other main day here in a second, but today is National Cotton Candy Day. Oh, no, thank you. New, 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 new. I'm the same way, man. Like, I, it's just straight. It's straight sugar. It's That's air. It, it's like sugared air almost. I, I can't stand cotton candy. It, get, it gets on your fingers and it melts and it gets sticky. Blah. Dude, I hate cotton candy. I don't like eating it and I don't like when my kids get it. Because when my kids get it, they get it everywhere, man. Have you ever have you ever seen anybody eat cotton candy and not get it absolutely everywhere and get covered in it? No. No, it never happens that way. No. <laughs> and like if a if a slight mist happens to hit the cotton candy that you're eating, it immediately dissolves completely. It goes away. I yeah. Uh, I cannot stand cotton candy. Today is also a day of infamy. December seventh. 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. National Pearl Harbor Day of Remembrance. It's one of those days that, as a as a history buff, you love. Um, because Pearl Harbor was just such an integral part of of the United States, honestly. Like, that that day was just ridiculous. And if you really think back on it, just how many people died on that day was just unreal. Yeah, they, uh, there's a there's a pretty good Pearl Harbor net, uh, Netflix documentary that I watched a couple couple weeks ago. Um, it's pretty neat. It shows it shows both sides. It shows like the the Japanese attack and the naval plan, the air plan, um, and it, it walks through. It's got a bunch of videos from on the Japanese cruisers and everything and the, the secret mission, and, and then it goes through Pearl Harbor and what they were preparing for, which is really nothing. Um, it's really neat to see, like, where, where ships were positioned and why they were positioned in certain places and the fact that, you know, a, a lot of people died and a lot of stuff got destroyed, but, you know, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been completely crippling to the Pacific fleet of the USA. Um, but some specific uh, boats and targets and stuff weren't in the bay when Japan arrived there. Uh, they were out patrolling and everything, and some yeah. were protected by other other boats and, and stuff. It's you know it's a good documentary. Um, yeah, and it's a it's it's one of the probably top five you know events to ever happen uh, to the USA when they were a country. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to the Hawks. The Hawks play the Knicks tonight uh, in Madison Square Garden. This is where Trey Young should shine. Um, you know, 
I know he likes to turn it on for for the Knicks and and for New York, so that that's something that is going to have to happen. On a side note, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the fine is for not speaking to the media. You happen to know that by by chance, Bryce? I have no clue. Not in the NBA. The NBA is much different than the NFL. The fines are weird, and they're not uniformed. It's very odd. If I'm Trey Young, I'm not speaking to the media in New York because if if you thought Zach Klein was bad the other day, <laughs> New York media is going to run with that, and you know yeah, it. I, I think that's something that a lot of Atlanta athletes don't realize when they're in Atlanta is the is the um, the media here is very complimentary of them. I mean, even, you know, the Hawks are the lesser of the three professional brands, I would think. But even with the Falcons and the Braves, like, the media is nowhere near as ruthless as New York, Boston, Philadelphia. You know, we, we have a we have a pretty uh, player-friendly media consortium here in Atlanta. And, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. If, if you think Zach Klein's questions were pointed, wait until you get up to New York and they and they say, you know, exactly what they want to say in, in a much more rude way than Zach Klein. And, you know, I, I, I told you, this is when I hate reporters. I, I know they're doing their job, but I hate that type of reporting. I, I don't care. I, I do not care what the relationship is between Trey and Nate. I don't. That's, that's between them. That's the front office. I don't care. I don't care what the relationship is. I don't care if they have a good relationship. I don't care if they have a bad relationship. And what I, I do care about is when you step on that court, do your damn job. Score points, lead the team, and win games. I don't care if you hate each other behind closed doors. I do not care. Do your job when you're on the court. Honestly, I think that that was Zach Klein's point. It, it had nothing to do with what's going on with you and Nate. It had everything to do with well, why didn't you show up? You know, it wasn't. It it had nothing to do with like the the private meetings. He's like, you know, private meetings aside, he said that's that's fine. He goes, I'm not trying to get into that. He goes. I'm just wondering why you weren't there because he wasn't there th- that day after, after that private meeting, you know what right. I mean? Right. And that was Zach Klein's point. He goes, look, he goes, John Collins was in a boot there. Like you weren't in the building. Why you're a leader of this team. And I, I have no problem with the questioning of Zach Klein uh, that went through. So, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. No, I, I feel you. I, I don't necessarily have a, you know, He's just doing his job, but I, I don't. I don't care why he wasn't there. He wasn't going to play if he was injured. I, you know, if you're injured, and not going to play. I don't care where the hell you are. If you're not on the court, I do not care. I care about your production on the court. And honestly, Trey's production on the court this year not been great. He's been fine, but he's not been the Trey of last year. He, he's not been shooting well. I, I, I in, you know, his leadership. You know, you talked about leadership, Billy. That's an aspect of Trey's game that has not developed over the past three or four years. He not wrong. I, I don't feel like Trey has a leadership quality yet. Uh, I think he's a good player. I think he's very talented. But just because you're a good player and you're talented doesn't make you a good leader. And I don't think that is a part of Trey's game that has been developed. Now, whether that's on him, the coaching staff, you know, who he's kind of been mentored by, I don't know. I, I really hoped the years, the two years or whatever that Vince Carter was on the roster, that that would have got some leadership qualities inside of Trey because Vince is a savvy vet, man. He's he's done everything. He's been everywhere. He, he's done everything you could possibly do in basketball. And I was really hoping that 
some of his some of his veteran leadership and qualities would rub off on Trey. Maybe that's one of those things where we need to bring in a veteran point guard or something that can that can mentor Trey. But Trey Trey is going to have to lead this team if we want this team to be what we think it can be with Trey Dejounte, JC, etc. And that's the biggest part. Now, you know, we, I, t- I said he wasn't performing on the court. He's not. He, he this year, his production is not up to where it was last year. But that's possibly getting used to playing with Dejounte. I don't know. But the leadership quality for Trey has to be developed if he wants this Hawks team to win a championship. His words, not mine. He wants this Hawks team to win a championship. He wants to be a champion. And if he wants that to happen, he needs to develop leadership qualities which he does not have now. So I, you know, I think. Zach Klein's line of questioning as far as the leadership stuff, you know, that's fine. Uh, I'm behind him on that. I think that's, I think that's a fair question. And if he was in New York, Philadelphia, or Boston, he would have been grilled every single day on his leadership qualities. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Uh, What do the, what do the Hawks need um, tonight to to get out? (laughs) I'm going to ask this question and I know the answer from you. Uh, What is, what do the Hawks need to get a win uh, tonight in New York? they need to score one more point. Than there it is. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but, but seriously, uh, I, I think I think the bench production needs to be there. It was last game against the Thunder. I thought they did a good job. We have to come out in the third and fourth quarter and have a pulse, man. Uh, we we uh, we're the one of the worst teams in the NBA in fourth quarter points differentials. So we have to change that. Uh, other than that, Trey, you gotta hit your threes, dude. I mean, yeah. that's why you're on this team. And the entire team, other than Trey, needs to do a better job of getting to the charity stripe. So we'll we'll see. I, I don't. I, I'm assuming JC and Hunter are still out tonight. Um, I have not seen an injury point uh, injury point injury report yet. Uh, so you know, and th- this is sort of the thing we went through last year, Billy. You remember that run where we had a lot of injuries and we had like a bunch of COVID cases and stuff, and the the backups couldn't hold serve. Like we couldn't stay above water when we were injured. And it's, it's the NBA, dude. It's a long season. You're going to have to have times and periods where you don't have your superstars all playing and your bench and role players have to step up. So this is probably going to be another game where your bench and role players have to step up. So, you know, be better in the fourth quarter and bench, have a little production and do a better job of getting to the charity stripe. And we win tonight against the Knicks. All right, let's get to some audio fun. What you got for us this week? Audio fun this week. So we're going to start off first with Brett Keys. He is the new Georgia Tech head coach, and he has some strong words for some university in the state of Georgia. I'm not sure who this is directed at, but he has some strong words for a university in Georgia. There's one thing I want to make sure everyone in this room understands and everyone that's associated with Georgia Tech understands. We have an opponent in this state that we will work 365 days a year to defeat. We will work 365 days a year to dominate. When we all wake up in the morning, our goal is to dominate our opponent. So is he talking about like Kennesaw State or Georgia Georgia State, Georgia Southern, look, University of West Georgia, Mercer? Who's he talking about? As Look, you and I both know that as, as Ohio State fans, we have one rival, right? We have one. Bingo, yes. And as Georgia fans... Georgia fans have, in in my opinion, they have one rival, and it's not Tech, unfortunately. Or Tech. No, 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 it's not. It's definitely not. Tech has one rival, and it's Georgia. So, I, I would I would say Georgia has two. I would say Auburn and Florida right there are neck and neck. Maybe Florida a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, 
Georgia Tech has one, and it's Georgia. So they're... The fact that he's waking up thinking about Georgia 365 days makes me happy just simply because that's your rival, man, and and go with it. And the fact that he's a, he's a Georgia Tech alum and is basically getting back to the roots. Like, you don't, I don't remember hearing Paul Johnson talking about wanting to beat Georgia as bad as, he, as this. I don't remember hearing um, Collins talking about this. I, like, this is... This is a good good thing. I, I Do you know why that is, Billy? Why? Because nobody pays attention to Georgia Tech football. Uh, well, I think uh, Brent Key is trying to make that happen. Hey, Thanks. good for him, dude. And if he can, yep. awesome. That's that's great. I'm all for it. It won't happen, but uh, he, he said the right words. He's saying the right things. And, you know, I don't know if Georgia Tech is considering UGA their rival. I think Georgia Tech is more like an angsty teenager, and UGA is their dad. And they're just pissed off all the time that they get to make the rules and punish Georgia Tech. That's what that's the relationship it sounds to me. So many you know, we we just lost all of our Georgia Tech fans. We lost one person. <laughs> that's not true. Congratulations. We lost one person. This would be different if it was Georgia Tech basketball or swimming or baseball. Actually their basketball team sucks now too. It's gone down here hill ever since Luke Shinsha graduated. Love that guy from Australia. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have a this is a division two basketball game, uh, and the announcer gets a little tongue tied when talking about one of the players. He took over for Chris Johnson, a guy who's done plenty of women, wh- plenty of excuse me, plenty Whoa! of winning. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a division two basketball game up in Ohio. Oops. Uh, and apparently the coach has done plenty of women or winning. He's not real sure which. Uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a bit of a slip there. I wonder if that was a Freudian slip. Now I kind of want to know the history between the commentator and the head coach. I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a little of a Flint River Tropics feel going on up there. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of women. Uh, the next one, you got to love touchdowns by tight ends. You just you can't deny how amazing they are. Yeah. For three touchdowns by tight ends makes my tight end happy. Whoa, whoa. Are you serious? No, he did not say that. He did say that. No. Live television. Run that again. Here you go. Three touchdowns by tight ends makes my tight end happy. Makes sense to me. Touchdowns by tight ends makes my tight end happy. Wow. That should be a t-shirt. That could be a t-shirt. I like that. T-shirt. We should make that. That would be a t-shirt that Rob Gronkowski would wear around 24-7. <laughs> Touchdowns by tight ends make t- my tight end happy. <laughs> I, uh, I listened to that little clip for about 10 minutes last night and cried my eyes out laughing so hard. Oh, the, the next one, uh, the announcer, I don't believe graduated elementary school, but he because he is not sure what the difference between a word and syllables. He gets really tongue tied uh, and it sounds like something that George Bush and like a cartoon, like a comedic cartoon would say if they were making fun of him. Uh, so this is a uh, one word, two syllables. Uh, this is one word, two syllables. Ridiculous, right? Billy, that's uh, that's three syllables. 
Actually, it's four, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, what? What? This is one word, two syllables. Ridiculous, right? One word is two syllables. Maybe that's what he meant. I guess. One yeah. word, two syllables. I mean, that, that would fit. Sure. One word, two syllables. You are correct. Ridiculous. Maybe he was just commentating on what was going on. One word, two syllables. <laughs> Look, I'm and I'm, I'm kind of glad that you didn't grab the one that I saw. Um, and I think I'm pretty sure you saw it too. The, uh, the Utah one. The hunt. Oh yes, I did see that. I didn't grab that, but yes, I did see that. <laughs> so the, the the punt one and the Utah one uh, were absolutely hilarious, but I think they were just a just a bit too raunchy for this podcast. Yeah, there was there was a broadcast that um, the the broadcaster decided to basically mix up the word punt and kick together. And if you want to put two and two together, you understand what we're saying. Um, and he said it live on air. He um, called it a pick. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, uh, Billy, a little fun fact. Did you know the village of Waterproof, Louisiana, is roughly two and a half miles away from its original 1830s location, having been moved several times due to flooding? So let's move on to all regional uh, football teams. That's your Uber fact of the day. All right. <laughs> All region, what you got, man? They're they're coming in uh, thick and heavy now that football season is over for a lot of teams. Not over for a couple, but over for a lot of teams. And we are getting uh, the region first team, all team, and some uh, further accolades for more players. All right, I'll let you do Bremen and VR, and I'll take care of Central. All right, in Bremen first team, all region, Barrett Greenhall, Cam O'Neill, AJ Sanders, Caden Sweat and second team all region Par Folson, Brody Barrow, Trent McPherson, Cole Norred, Evan Brown, Doc Pearson, and Wyatt Mathis Klein. Congratulations to those Blue Devils. Moving on to Central, the co defensive lineman of the year, Julius Walton, athlete of the year, Bakari Swain. No surprise there. Uh, first team, Devin Powell, Jonas Walton, Ty Brewer, Cam Edge, Cy North, Walker Altman, Isaiah McMichael, Eli Somerville, Trey Hodges, and Campus Bailey. Second team, uh, Jacob Wilburn, Dylan McKnight, Andrew Sheffield, Aiden Breithford, Rafael Guevara, uh, Nathaniel Norris, <laughs> Kovish, and then Josh Johnson. That's, that, uh, that Nathaniel, that's the hammer. Oh, okay. That's Mr. Nate Horsley, the hammer. Okay. I'm like, I don't remember that name being on their roster. <laughs> he just reminded in his photo for, for second team all region. He just reminded me of like this Viking Raider. I don't know why, but as soon as I saw him, I was like this, this he needs to have a Viking Raider nickname. I like the hammer, you know, cause Thor had a hammer, but he needs to have some sort of Viking Raider nickname. So Nate, the hammer horsey instead of Nathaniel North, North, Kovish. <laughs> I like my name better, but you know, that's fine. Villarica, first team, Jatavia Shivers, second team, Caden Reed, Devin Barnes, Bo Adcock, and Dentavius Pounds, and then specialists of the year, 
possibly Casey Bass's favorite football player of all time, Micah Alba Jr. Yeah, he, he deserves every bit of that. Big fan. He's a big fan, and he did great things for that Villarica football team, especially on the fake punts, man. Every, everything he did, that dude played with so much heart. I, I really enjoyed watching him play. So congratulations to all those athletes. Speaking of Seabass, uh, um, shout out to Seabass and Clay. Uh, Both of them have the flu right now. so um, you, you can't have the flu if you don't test for it. Bingo. <laughs> Boom, right there. You just have a runny nose. No. You, you, know, no. you know my thoughts. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really that you test positive. It's, it's just one of those moments you know you have the flu. You know what I mean? No. You got a runny nose. Get over it. <laughs> Take a shot of Jack and get over it. Just like Jerry Jones does. Words of wisdom. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Billy, girls from last night, Harrelson County at Ranburn. We don't have a score for that one, and we also don't have a score for Rockmont at Heard County, which is odd. Uh, Heard County usually does a pretty good, especially Heard County girls, do a pretty good job of they getting were, the scores up. They were at NSU last night? Is that what I saw on, on social media? They were at KSU. JSU. Um Maybe. I don't know. State. I, I can't remember. I, I want to say that I saw them practicing on JSU's court yesterday. Really? Yeah, but I can't remember if it was for a game or if it was just for practice. Wow. Okay. Let's see um, so, yeah, we, we don't have scores for that. But for Carrollton, they fall to Hiram 46 to 39. Temple falls to Mount Zion 64 to 45. Jackson beats Villarica 64 to 42 and Bremen beats Ridgeland 49 to 20 in girls basketball for the boys. Harrelson County at Ran- Ranburn. There's no score for that one. Uh, Rockmart beat Heard County 70 to 65. Carrollton falls to Hiram 62 to 57. Temple beats Mount Zion 61 to 46. Jackson beats Villarica 80 to 67 and Ridgeland beats Bremen 48 to 43. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for today, there is nothing. We have nothing. Zip, zilch, nada going on. That's weird. Yeah. Nothing going on today. It's Wednesday. That kind of makes sense. Wednesdays, you're usually light. <clears throat> well, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, one more sleep until championship Thursday. Everybody get ready. One Double championship Thursday. Double championship Thursday. Look, Double championship Thursday. I'm Bryce, Bryce brought up a good point, and I don't know if you want to bring it up on the podcast, but I think at this point we'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow. Okay, I know exactly what you're going to talk about, and I have it saved for tomorrow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's a rant. It's a rant incoming tomorrow, folks. And if anybody is listening to this podcast, you know that this rant, Bryce's rants are pretty good, pretty epic. Need another cup of coffee? Indeed, I do, sir. Indeed, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong, but the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, Baker Mayfield claimed off waivers by the quarterback needy um, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that's. I, I was surprised that the Panthers released him, and then I was double surprised when the Rams picked him up. Um, I don't. I don't know what's. He's an anomaly to me. You know what I mean? Because I think Baker Mayfield is a talented guy. I. I think he's one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. I think he's good enough to start. Um, but he just hasn't 
put it together really the past couple of seasons. It's very odd, man. I think he's a talented guy, and I'm not sure what gets in the way of, of him being successful. Uh, but but we'll, we'll see out in L.A. He's going to have a ton of ton of weapons out there. We'll see if he can get it going. I hope he does, man. I, I like Baker. I know a lot of people don't like him, especially up in Cleveland, but I'm a Baker fan, which seems weird coming from an Ohio State guy after he planted the Oklahoma flag in the middle of the field. Um, but hey, I'm pulling for Baker, dude. Go out there and go out there and ball out. Get a get a resurgence career out in LA. Cody Bellinger signs a one year seventeen and a half million dollar deal with the Chicago Cubs. Woo, baby. Seventeen and a half million dollars for one year to play baseball. That's unreal. I think think I could handle that. I think I could handle that. Yeah, that's that's kind of unreal. Uh Cowboys have concerns over meet after meeting with OBJ. Your thoughts there? Yeah. So the uh, the uh, the torn the what second or third time he's torn the same ACL in the same knee. Uh, there were some concerns after he went through the the physical and everything yesterday out in Dallas, and then he met with the uh, eleven person. I don't know what they call it, like leaders leadership consortium that's made of eleven players. Um, yeah, and after the physical, there's some concerns about OBJ. I'd love to see him if he's healthy in a Cowboys jersey. I think that would be just the perfect marriage. I think the Cowboys and OBJ were always meant to be together. Uh, but if he's not healthy, I certainly don't want to sign him. But if he is healthy, I would I would love to see Jerry Jones ink the deal. And who knows if this is just some gamesmanship by Jerry Jones. You, you know you know how he is, man. He's, he's kind of a, a rogue goofball, so... Uh, maybe this is gamesmanship and OBJ is perfectly fine, but we'll, we'll see in the next, you know, I would say before December is out, he will be on a team and I'd love to be the Cowboys if he is healthy. Yeah. Uh, is Aaron judge going to the giants? Yeah. And uh, man, now I don't remember who tweeted it out, but somebody tweeted it out yesterday. A very prominent baseball writer tweeted out that Aaron judge is heading to the giants and then he deleted it. So I don't know if that was something that he was just making up the stir stuff up or if that was something that he got leaked to him and he leaked it too early. Uh, if he does, man, I don't I don't know what the Yankees are doing. Like Aaron Judge could be an all time Yankee. Why would you let him go out to the Giants? Right. You think it's probably money. You know, the, the, the Yankees don't like spending money, so they they probably don't want to spend money on Aaron Judge. They're not on a big, you know, spend seventeen bajillion dollars on a roster type team. Uh, the Phillies have signed a deal with Taiwan Walker, a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. Oh, buddy, the Rick, East just keeps getting better, man. Yeah, man, they, they keep getting better and better. Honestly, and uh, Taiwan, we was, yeah, we are doing nothing. I I still have patience, um, a little bit. I, I look and you know I I saw somebody post yesterday you know how they're like I'm seeing a lot of AA better do something quick kind of tweets you know and this was this person saying it and I was like yeah you're right and then this guy says let's not forget AA knows what he's doing and I'm like yeah he does <laughs> he's won yeah he's won the last five division championships since he's been here so I yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's fine, other than completely bottling the Freddie Freeman stuff last year. Yeah. Um, he, he's fine, but so far we've made no moves, and I, I don't know if that's because they're just focusing on Dansby, or I don't know, but 
seems like a lot of the a lot of the other teams in the East are getting better, and we're not. So, you know, it's it's just a bit concerning. Just a bit concerning. And finally, today in 1996, the first Big 12 championship game happened. Texas beat then number three Nebraska, 37 to 27. I guess I, this is this is when you know you're getting old. I didn't realize, you know, the SEC. I think started their game. What do we say? 92. I think yeah. was the first SEC championship, right. and then the first Big 12 championship was in 96. And I like I don't remember it being that long ago. When was the first uh, uh, Big Ten championship? Like oh nine ten? Yeah, it was something late like that. They were yeah. they were late in the game. I didn't realize a lot of these conferences started championship championship games so early. I think it was like 10. I think it was like somewhere at like 10, 12, something like that. Because I don't think, was it the first year that Urban was was there? Um, let's see. First Let me see. First history. 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was somewhere around there. So, I mean, we were, what, 15 years behind the game yeah. on, on some of these? Yeah. Uh, a, a while. 15 years behind the Big 12 more behind the sec that's crazy i wonder what i wonder why it took us so long to adopt a championship game and honestly 2013 was the that was the last year that uh you and i watched the ohio state game together yeah hope hopefully next year everybody will go to no divisions <laughs> take divisions completely out of conferences well, it's they, just one division, and the two best go to the championship they brought up a really good point the fact that uh since see 2013 the east has won pretty much well the east or the legends division have won the uh yeah the champion well it's because it's because michigan ohio state and penn state michigan they're state. all and and yeah they're all in the same division like it divisions are stupid there should be no divisions inside the conference everybody should be in one division and the two best teams go and play in the SEC cha- or the, the championship. Anything else for us, bud? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a hump day. Hump day. It's uh, hump day. like I said, one more sleep till championship Thursday. Uh, I know I can't wait. Bryce can't wait. We're, we're ready for this. Uh, it's going to be beautiful tomorrow too, man. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. gorgeous football weather. Um, for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake it!